This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome to the last Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast of 2022. My wow. name is Sam. I'm your host and joined by Dr. Richard Blackbee. Where'd that year go? That's that's what I want to know, Richard. I'm here <laughs> to get answers. <laughs> and I, yeah, it just seemed like some years just raced by faster. I don't, I, I you know, I kind of think in part maybe with COVID kind of finally waning and uh, life sort of picking back up to more normal speed. I think uh, a lot of stuff seemed it was backed up. <laughs> yeah, well, I think COVID just kind of did a time warp on everybody too. Yeah. So I think you're, everybody's a just little... like a unreal world for about two years. And now the world sort of, sort of going back, not the way it used to be necessarily, but to whatever the new normal is, we're back at it. Yeah, for sure. And having a, we started off this year with, uh, with a new baby and that's hard to believe that she's yeah. going to be almost uh, crawling now a year. Uh, and Sam, just, you have not asked about my Buffalo Sabres lately. You know, they're I just for the record, well, you know, that, they are just on a four-game winning streak. I figured if you're bringing them up, <laughs> see, I, not I yet, sort of they felt they they had this. You know, they started off really well, which they often do. And you saw them and in then, person, which that yeah, I guess and didn't that seemed stick. to. Well, it did. It 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 began to yeah. have an effect. The embers uh, yeah. were glowing once more um, but after your visit. They, for some, I mean, there are some reasons. They, I think, four of their top six defensemen all got injured, so they were really hurting on the defense. But well, yeah. but they they had a free fall. They lost eight straight games, and so they were comfortably in the playoffs. Then they would lose eight straight. Didn't even lose one in overtime where they would have gotten a point, just eight straight losses. But since that time, even though like uh, last night, they were still down like three of their four defensemen they're missing, but but they won and uh, they're only four points out of the playoffs again. And so I'm quite happy at the moment. But And uh, actually our uh, the, the chaplain of the Buffalo Sabres gave... Uh, all the Christians, uh, a copy of the Experiencing God Study Bible. And uh, Tage Thompson actually is second in, in goal scoring in the entire league. And he's a strong Christian. That's, I'm really happy to see him doing well. Uh, a bunch of the best players on the Sabres are Christians. And uh, so very happy to see him especially. Uh, Tage Thompson has had a he had a some real adversity uh, sent down to the minors. He just came back. It looked like he had a shot to to make the team. In the very first game of the season, he gets injured. He's out for most of the rest of the season. His mm. wife comes down with cancer. I mean, it just like just a tale of adversity. And yet, uh, despite that, um, you know, and just taking a couple of years to find his game, kind of thing. Uh, and then basically, I think it wouldn't. He still would have been struggling, but. Uh, a, new, a coach was fired, and and uh, the coach that kind of sent him down to the minors, and and instead uh, he gets a new coach who believes in him and changes his position, makes him a center, and and now he's just tearing it up. He's uh, wow. third in score in points and the whole league, and second in like two two goals behind being the the leading goal scorer in the league, and a guy that was in the minors and bouncing around just. Mm 
couple years ago. So yeah, just watching him hold on to his faith is uh, encouraging. So yeah, anyway. well, it's interesting that you bring up uh, goal scoring and goals. You <laughs> um, see what I did there, Richard? Yeah, I, I'm impressed. Yeah. This ain't your first rodeo, is it? <laughs> but we're we're actually going to be talking about goals. Uh, today on this podcast as we stare down uh, a brand new year yeah. on the horizon we do i think we've probably done this every year i'll have to look back and see but um it's just this is the time to sort of evaluate the year that was and look forward to the year that will be and mm-hmm. uh goals are 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 your best friend i know and they're a big part of uh, of, of sort of your annual ritual uh, at least yeah and I, you know, it, I cannot emphasize enough, and we do this often on this podcast, but just being intentional as a leader, being intentional. And I can't tell you how many people that I run into or become aware of, they're given uh, significant leadership responsibility, and yet they, they're they not intentional. Maybe you're a parent, and how many parents do you know that are just trying to survive? You know, yeah. just trying to keep my head above water. Well, that's not intentionality. I mean, if your goal is simply try to get through the day, I mean, I, I realize sometimes parenting that may be a, day, yeah, a you goal. Don't, you don't realize that. how big of a goal that is. Yeah, sometimes is. I realize. <laughs> but if, you know, throughout the entire year, all you're doing is trying to keep your head above water, just trying to survive. Or maybe you're in a, a tough market right now. Your company, uh, you're, you know, has a lot of problems and challenges. Or maybe your church just seems to chronically struggle and so many leaders they just they're just trying to get through and and then they get through they they survive the year they get to the you know December 31st and then the calendar rolls over to January 1 and they they have the same mindset now we we'll see if I can get through the next year and yeah. that's not leadership uh, and so i think that in any way that we can uh, be intentional about our leadership and especially about our being a leader, uh, I think the better. And so one of the ways you do that is simply by uh, setting goals and reflecting on those. And I want to talk a little bit about that just again uh, today. And there's a there's an interesting passage uh, the, in, in Luke chapter 14, uh, verses 25 to 35. And, and basically it's about counting the cost. And, and Jesus is is talking to would-be disciples and, and essentially saying, um, you know, you, you want to be one of my disciples, but you're not, you haven't really stopped to count the cost of what that will require. You, mm-hmm. you kind of want to just keep doing everything the way you always have. Uh, don't make any adjustments and yet call yourself a disciple of Jesus. And he gives some examples that are quite well known, like, you know, before you build a tower, you stop and you you count the cost. You 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 know you do your research. You do your homework, and that doesn't mean that you're not going to do it. But you, if you're going to be successful, you have to have thought and prepared yourself, especially for the sacrifice that's going to be involved. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the problem with a lot of New Year's resolutions. We want to run our first marathon next year, but but we don't stop to consider how, how many hours of running is that going to require each week yeah. and you know how much time investment and pain am i going to have to endure and, it's a lot and yeah you, as you know uh i've counted that cost and i have said it's not worth the cost said, I'll, I'll pass. uh but uh, and then it says the same about going to war if you're a king and you see that the army you're facing is a lot bigger uh you 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 weigh it in the scales and decide 
uh, okay, what's a realistic uh, assessment of what this will cost me? Mm-hmm. And am I willing to pay that price? And if not, let's not play games here. Let's not even talk like we're going to go to to war if I really don't want to pay that price or I, I know I'll be a failure if uh, I go at it the way I'm set up right now. And so uh, the Bible does have some things to say about kind of the cost. I What I always kind of caution with is to say, when it comes to setting goals, we're, we're, we are encouraged to be intentional, to count the cost, but, uh, but as Christians, we always make plans and set goals uh, in conjunction with God's leadership in our life. And uh, because we're not told just you figure out what you want to see happen next year and you, you set your mind to it. Uh, it's more of saying, get along with God and let God reveal to you what he knows is possible for your church, for your, your life personally, and let him help you set realistic goals. But it doesn't matter if God gives you the, the proper goal for your life, if you're not going to count the cost, if you're not going to yeah. be willing to make the adjustment. So, um, so when you think about goal setting, I always encourage people, you know, there usually for most people, things slow down a bit at Christmas. I mean, we're going to have uh, my son from Canada arrive with his four kids, seven and under. So, so you'll get some. I'm not sure how nice much re- quiet, reflective time yeah. I may have uh, during the holidays. But well, as long as you're up by, you know, midnight or one, yeah. it should be mostly quiet. Yeah. So I, I tell you what, there is something beautiful about having my library downstairs where there's no guest rooms downstairs. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. speaking but take, of intentionality, <laughs> that was. But take some time. Uh, Get your get your notepad out. Get your Bible out. Uh, don't just be, begin by uh, you know starting to just jot down. Okay, here's some things I'd like to see next year. First, let God um, speak to you through His Word, through prayer. Let God perhaps. I know sometimes uh, I've not done this as much as uh, as others have, but uh, let God perhaps even give you a theme. I've known people mm-hmm. that maybe God gave them one word. Uh, courage or follow through or uh, create, organization, you know, organization. Uh, uh, but but one word that they felt like God said this year, I really want you to lean into this in your life and just don't don't try to have two dozen goals, uh, have one overarching kind of theme for this coming year. Mm-hmm. Some people claim a, a, a verse, a scripture every year that uh, becomes their rallying cry. And then everything else is kind of built around that, but let God, uh, set that direction, that tone, and then just stay with God and let him start giving you specifics. And, uh, and I found, uh, that there's a couple of areas in general that are great, uh, for goal setting. And of course, I think the first goal that you ought to begin with are just goals that reflect your walk with God. And, you know, a lot of people, we don't think that way. We don't think about, okay, what are my goals for my walk with God this year? We, we tend to think, well, that just happens. You know, that's mm-hmm. just, that's like saying, what are my goals with uh, my earthly dad this year? You know, I, we, we don't typically do that. We just say, well, it's my dad. It's, we, we'll just, I love him. We'll just relate like we always have. But, um, but when it comes to our walk with God, God's certainly going to take some initiative with you. He's going to, by his Holy Spirit, he's going to be leading you in certain directions. But but sometimes, maybe the last uh, couple of weeks of December, 
Um, if you take time to go to God, he will help you to be alert to what he's going to want to do in this coming year. And so, you know, it might be, for instance, certainly in the area of your Bible study, um, to say, okay, how is my time with God in my quiet time uh, going to be different this year? Is there, is there some way in which God wants to enhance that? Maybe I've been given 15 minutes each morning before racing off to work, and God is really impressing on me. This year, I want you to give me 30 minutes. And so that means you're going to adjust. Maybe you're going to go to bed just a little bit earlier. Uh, maybe you're not going to watch that late night news. You're going to just go ahead and get to bed so you can get up earlier. Uh, maybe I'm going to, you know, maybe I, I've done it in my living room the last while, and that seems to have a lot of distractions. I think I'm going to, this time, I'm going to start having my quiet time in this place. Uh, and, you know, I've used the same study Bible for the last uh, five years. I think I'm going to use the new uh, Experiencing God uh, Bible this year. Of course. And, uh, let, let or wait and get the new, you know, encounters. Yeah, there'll be a new Bible, Bible next year. So maybe. you can, uh, but or you know, maybe I'm going to get a different journal. The one I've used is is pretty vanilla, and this journal seems to have a few prompts that will help me um you know, uh, there's just lots of ways where you think, how, what are some ways I could intentionally try to seek to have my Bible study uh, a little richer, fuller, uh, and maybe books that you read. I, I just think that it never hurts to pick a couple of Christian books that perhaps are, maybe they're Christian classics. Uh, you know, I this year, uh, I just felt like I never really worked through uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Cost of Discipleship. And so I'm just about finished that. Uh, you have to read it slowly, uh, carefully. There's some deep thoughts there. Um, and it's just not an easy read. Some books are just easier than others. Some you can read in just one plane flight. And others are going to take some more time. I've actually been working through Dante's uh, Divine Comedy as well, which, uh, again, it's, that's tough, uh, slow reading. I read Paradise Lost this year, some kind of Christian classics. Um, and you, you don't, you, you're not necessarily going to read one of those a week, but yeah. you might just say, you know what? Uh, I really want to just kind of ground myself in some books that have been considered classic fair. I mean, all the great uh, pastors, Christian leaders, thinkers have been, have been familiar with these works and referred to them for generations. And so here's, uh, you know, four or five heavy duty books that I'm going to just, I'm going to purchase them. I'm going to have them on my to read shelf nearby. I'm going to start the first one perhaps before the holidays are over and get started. Um, maybe your prayer life. Certainly I think we all have room to improve our prayer life. And so I'm going to get maybe a new prayer journal this year. Maybe I'm going to I'm coming. I come up with a different system this year. Like I know, several years ago, I've shared this. I, I started to write out a lot of my prayers in red ink, and so whenever I look at a journal and I see red, I know that that is my words to God, what I'm saying to Him, and uh, and then I've got three other colors that I use as well, and I I sort of developed a system that just kind of helped revolutionize a bit of my my prayer times, uh, trying to keep that organized. Uh, you know, this. I think it's probably always good every year to read at least one book on prayer, uh, just to give you a fresh perspective. We assume we know how to pray because we've we've been doing it for years, and yet there are just so many dimensions. Uh, I actually just ordered a book. Got this week a book I saw that 
about uh, uh, just a, a prayer that, um, you know, and I've got, I have a whole shelf of, of prayer books. And yet uh, every year I want to at least read one book in that area just because prayer is so important. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I think every year too, you might just say, what what is an area of theology of the Christian belief system that maybe I want to give a little more attention to? I, a year or so ago, I bought a couple of books on spiritual warfare. Uh, just thinking, you know, I haven't really given a lot of thought to that. Um, I'm going to just read a couple of books and kind of beef up that area of my, my theology, my Bible understanding. Uh, you might take a year and just read books on discipleship. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Or maybe it's a, a you know, I, I regularly read books on leadership uh, every year, read some books on that. But um, just say this, this year, I want to have some intentional focus in a couple of areas. And then just a couple other areas, perhaps in that, that uh, vein, one might be in giving. Maybe you have a spiritual goal to say, I really want to give more uh, to my church or to mission causes. Uh, I heard this missionary uh, speak, and I really was impressed by what he's attempting to do, and I want to invest some money there. And just investing more money in the kingdom of God. I've known people who uh, years ago, they they set a goal to tithe, to, to give 10% of their income uh, to God. But then they had a goal that every year afterward, they would add one more percent into what they gave. And so the next year they're given 11% and then 12%. Hmm. And their goal was uh, eventually to get up to at least 50% where they were only keeping half their money and giving half of it to God's causes. And of course, uh, that's, that's aggressive. A lot of folks giving 10% away is a challenge, but, uh, but to say, but that's, that's, I want to start there, but that doesn't, you know, I don't just sort of breathe a sigh of relief and say, Oh good. I finally got up to 10. Now I can quit. Uh, they thought, no, I want to be the kind of person who can only live on half my income and, and be able to invest the other half. And, and, and I've known people that made just had different commitments about, uh, witnessing as well, which I think is always a great thing, maybe to say, you know, at least once a week, I want to have uh, shared my faith with someone. Uh, you know, Praying Hyde was famous, a uh, missionary in India who mm-hmm. had a goal of leading one person to Christ every solitary day yeah. and got to, th- and after he did that, he, he said, Lord, give me two and finally got up to five people a day that he was leading to faith in Christ. I mean, that's pretty all consuming. You're, you got to be pretty well doing that nonstop. But, yeah. but I know like even uh, like in my life, I'm around a lot of Christians a lot of the time, but, uh, but like when I take a, a lift ride to the airport or home from the airport, uh, I'll, I'll usually try to at least engage in a conversation and see if it can't, we can't make our way around to talking about God. And I've had some great conversations with folks and where some people really were encouraged and thanked me and so on. And, and then others, you know, it's not always going to work out that way, but you don't have to force it. But, uh, but if you intentional about that, it's easy just to kind of zone out a lot of yeah. the time and then miss opportunities. So well, just having your eyes open for those opportunities, I think. Is yeah. The, the and, and that's, you're step. more likely to have your eyes open if you have a goal. Yeah. If you say, okay, I've, you know, haven't talked to anybody about Jesus all week and now it's Friday and uh, you know what, I'm on this whole lift ride, I'm going to just see if God won't just give me an opportunity. And the goals just kind of keep it before you. It's just too easy to get kind of 
distracted yeah. when there's no goal there in front of you staring you in the face and so you know those are, so your walk with god i think uh, is an area that we tend to just sort of take for granted it's just whatever will be will be and and yet that ought to be a place where we're the most intentional um and so a, a second area maybe just to mention is just personal growth which is kind of you know that that in, incorporates the spiritual but but at the same time just ask yourself just personally how do I want to uh, grow as well? And again, I'm around, and I've been guilty of this too, where I've gone through a whole year and I probably didn't grow as a person, maybe at all. I, I was the same person at the end of the year I was at the beginning. Uh, again, it just requires intentionality. And so, you know, I think certainly as a leader, uh, there's lots of leadership skills involved, whether it's communicating clearly, uh, inspirationally, whether it's delegating, whether it's leading a meeting well, whether it's organizing your schedule to be the most fruitful and effective, um, casting a vision, uh, solving problems. To, uh, and so you might just focus on a leadership skill. And maybe, maybe there's just a lot of problems that have been festering and you realize, you know what, I've, I just haven't been good at that. I, I've got some of the same problems now that I had three, four years ago. And it's just this year, it's just time to say, I'm going to just bear down on some of these issues and, and get some, uh, get them resolved. And, uh, of course, weight loss is always a big one and, and without a plan, without a goal, it's probably, you know, not very likely that anything's going to change. You, you can wish that you weighed less all you want, but until you set goals of changing your eating habits, uh, you know, and I, I, boy, I tell you what, I, that is always my downfall. It's like, I want to lose weight, but, uh, until I make some changes, food like is just so good food. Yeah. And, the problem uh, here. you know, I like for me, uh, when I'm really getting serious, I'll tend to say, okay, after dinner, I just, that, no snacking after dinner. So if you yeah. eat from five to six or whatever, then from six on, you just, you, you close the door to your mouth at that point or just snacking, grazing, you know, like a lot of times I'll eat okay during the meal, but then it's, I'll get this salty craving, you know, or, or, uh, the sweet craving. Yeah. I did, or just a little dark chocolate would be perfect right now. Or, uh, a lot of times desserts could be my downfall as well. Or a lot of times just second helpings. I don't know why it is. I, I think maybe I grew up sharing food with four with three brothers and a sister and so it's kind of like just eat you, you graze eat all you can, can. you yeah. and uh to to just take you know better portions uh uh and be satisfied with that even though you can see there's still some food there left in the pot you know doesn't i'm for me it's like why i might as well just clean that out you know might as well, no no need for putting away leftovers and finding tupperware and uh and same with exercise just we all want to exercise more, uh, but again, without a plan. Maybe you've got bad shoe, running shoes and it hurts your feet when you run. Okay, well then I need to go go ahead and order a good set of shoes, have those ready by January 1. Uh, maybe I need a, you know some, a better headset so I can listen to the Richard Black Leadership Podcast while I'm running and and uh, get 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 yourself fully equipped, prepared, so that at least uh, you've removed as many encumbrances as possible that might uh, defeat your goals uh, in the new year. Yeah. Well, let's take a break here and we'll wrap up when we come back. God's power and love have no limits. So why do Christians put limits 
on their relationship with Him. We could be pursuing greater knowledge, experiencing deeper intimacy, and abiding in freer joy. And yet, we routinely settle for mediocrity in our spiritual lives. But if you're ready to explode your self-imposed limits, the Unlimiting God class will show you that you need not settle for less than what God intends for you. God can do extraordinary things through ordinary people, but only when we allow Him to enlarge our spiritual capacity and overcome our self-imposed limits. Registration is now open for Unlimiting God based on the book Unlimiting God by Richard Blackaby. This six-week study can be found at blackabeyinstitute.com. Learn with others from around the world in this online class. Well, Rich, I don't know who said it uh, first, but I think it was a, a, a goal without a plan is just a dream or a wish or something yeah. like that. And so this is uh, the first step is, is, is starting that, setting the goal and then making a plan to uh, accomplish it. And, and what better time to set goals than... Uh, at the beginning of a new year. So with, with that um, little bit of time that we have left here, walk us through a few other areas that we may want to think about our goals. And Yeah, and you know, it, like the great philosopher Yogi Berra said, if you don't know where you are going, you might end up somewhere else. Uh, and so I, I think uh, there's a, there is, um, a, it's important to to know where you're going and yeah. then focus and begin to develop plans and goals so that you get there. Uh, uh, one other area that I might mention, there's certainly your walk with God is, is crucial. Your own personal goals are important. It's hard to set goals for other people, uh, but you can certainly set them for yourself. And then a third area would just be in the area of your relationships. And so uh, and again, a lot of times we just that doesn't seem natural to us. It almost seems uh, artificial somehow. Like, how can I set a goal for my, you know, my f- relationship with my friends or my family? But I think you can. And so, certainly, for one, in your family, um, you know, like now I've got a dad that is uh, without a wife, and so that changes some of my goals. You know, when, when he had mom, uh, I, I knew he had company. She was keeping him going to social events and so on. And now I, I need to kind of set a goal. And, and uh, I, I do a lot of things for my dad, uh, taking care of a lot of his finances and legal stuff and correspondence. And so, uh, you know, sometimes my dad just becomes a task that I just need a lot of work I need to do on his behalf. Got to get these documents signed and turned back in. And um, and and some, so I one goal is just I need to just spend some time sitting in the the lazy boy or the recliner next to his and just just hang out with him, you know, mm-hmm. and just d- do something fun with him. I I, I I've got a, I'm taking him today to a doctor's appointment, and so you sort of think, well, I mean, I try to maximize that time too, but uh, but one goal might be just spend some time with my dad, just enjoying my dad, yeah, and uh, yeah. just making you're just having some laughs with my dad. Um, you know, goals with your kids and and now my kids are older now. They're, they're all grown with kids of their own, but, um, even just, you know, sometimes I think when you have adult kids, just intentionally having goals of blessing them throughout the year, encouraging them. And so I, like my oldest son, I listen to his, uh, sermons every Sunday evening and I listen to them and I kind of follow along what's going on in his church. But, uh, you know, sometimes I just need to stop and say, but I need to send him a, a note and say, hey, I loved how you told that story today. Or that was a really keen insight. That was great. Uh, as you know, you help uh, work with my, my son, Daniel, uh, with a live stream on the collision. And, and again, I just 
just intentionally blessing uh, the people in your life, your kids, your your kids in law. Uh, Sam, I've got to be intentional about yeah. things with you as well. Uh, I'm going to turn over a new leaf next year and try to say something well, I nice. Can't, and... I can't wait to see <laughs> all the blessings that you intend to rain down throughout uh, the year, weekly, yeah. maybe even daily. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah, the you Lord probably needs. give me some goals that you might yeah, suggest. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll leave some some notes and, and just help guide your blessing. You know, I, I have some goals for grandkids now. I, I've shared uh, on social media, even just recently, about just having a prayer journal for each of my grandkids and yeah. just trying to intentionally pray stuff into their life. Uh, there, there, you could have some goals for your friendships as well. I know some people that are also, we can tend to, to take friends for, for granted as well. Um, instead of being intentional and saying, you know what, I and, and I know... You know, when you get older, sometimes, and you, and you have grandkids, you have so much time is spent just with your immediate family that it you almost feel like you don't have time for friends anymore. Mm-hmm. I certainly feel and, that way. And I, you know, and I think if you're not intentional, uh, I, I think there, are, and, and so I try in various ways uh, to try to just maintain friendships, just just encourage friends. Sometimes it just means sending them a note, just staying in touch. Uh, just telling them you're, you're praying for them or you saw something on Facebook that they did and you just want to celebrate with them. And it doesn't take long. That's I've shared before. That's one reason I try to always uh, send you know birthday greetings uh, to, to folks that I'm friends with uh, as best I can. It, it doesn't take that long, but it's it's just try, finding a way to be connected at some point. I, I know people that just, like on Facebook, it'll mention whoever's birthday it is today. And and for those people that are truly friends of mine, not just Facebook friends, but friends, uh, I'll try as best I can to send them a thoughtful note. Um, mm-hmm. And I know people that just hate that because it's like, oh, I've got you know five friends today with birthdays, and and I'm thinking, but you know, probably less than ten minutes for you to wish uh, a sincere, uh, you know, birthday wishes for five friends. But I mean, you, these are people you don't see very often anymore, and so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually a fairly minor investment just to stay in, in contact and just to kind of have a, a blessing. Um, and then just people that God puts on your heart. It might just be that, uh, you know, like I know some people out in my kind of greater world that for various reasons I feel sort of drawn to. Uh, I'll see some people, maybe they're an influential leader somewhere, and I, I'm not really being self-serving, but I just feel like, you know, I really like that guy. Like he's just seems really innovative, really creative. And I know he's under a lot of pressure and I, you know, I would be willing to try to find a way to be an encouragement to them. I, I remember one day there was a guy, he was a, a, a big kind of denominational leader. I didn't really have a, a personal relationship with him, but, um, I just saw that he was going through a hard time and I just felt like God uh, sort of assigned him to me, just said, you know, you, I want you to be an encouragement to that person. You don't know him well. But um, so I reached out, sent him a note, and I'll tell you what, boom, just quickly I got an answer back, just really appreciative of what I had said and wanting me to know how, how meaningful that was. And uh, and so we've had kind of a, a relationship that has developed since then. Um, and, you know, I, I you, you sort of think, boy, I'm too busy to have add one more relationship. But but there might be someone in particular that God just put on your heart and maybe someone at work, someone in your church that you've noticed and you just think, Lord, I, if you're telling me that you want me to at least add one friendship at some level, you may not be having lunch every week, but 
but you, you now have a new relationship where you can talk about things and encourage one another, then that's great. Uh, just a couple things to say about just goal setting. One is if you're going to have a goal, make it clear. There's just, there's no point in a, a nebulous goal, you know, try to get fit next year, you know, uh, try to run a little more, um, try to be a better witness or, you know, uh, do better with my quiet times. Like those are all, they're not clear. Uh, how do you, and so make them actionable, uh, in the sense that, uh, have some specific thing that you can do. And yeah, it needs to be able to be accomplished, I think. Yeah. And I mean, you have to, like, sometimes it's just sort of nebulous. Like, it's like, so what do I do with this? I, you know, try to be a better person. Like, well, so what does that mean? What, how, how, what can I do to, to be a better person? And, and being actionable also means it's actionable for you. Like don't have a goal for someone else. Uh, you know, I want, I have a goal that my wife will be more patient next year. Well, no, you, your goals need to be for you and they need to be actions that you actually have control, uh, you know, power to make. Yeah. And so kind of going with that, a second one is just make your goals measurable so that, uh, there's a way to measure, you know, if I, if I'm going to just, uh, you know what, this year I'm just not going to eat dessert. I'm going to just have my meal, but not have dessert or I'm not going to, I just will not have seconds. Uh, no matter how hungry I may still think I am. Well, you can measure that now. Did you or didn't you? You know, yeah. did how many did you, how many meals did you forego dessert on, and how many did you break your rule? And or I I, I have a goal to lose ten pounds by uh, by by June. Well, okay, I can measure that. I can start weighing in every day, and by June I can measure and see did I get those ten pounds off. It, don't just say I want to lose weight. Uh, yeah. ha- have a number that you can well, measure. Because you can, and I think the danger is if you if it's nebulous, then chances are you're gonna you're you're gonna tend towards the least amount. Yeah, you know. So if it's like if it's to lose weight, yeah. you're like, well, you know, I lost, I lost a pound. Yeah, and uh, and sometimes I think we just want to keep it a little nebulous because yeah. that way we're not really you don't want to commit. We we feel like well, I tried. You know, I and I'd say trying is not a goal. You don't try, you know, goal, like I'm going to try to lose weight. Well, that's no, trying is not a, a, a legitimate goal. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. That's by June. That's a, that is a measurable, actionable goal. Well, as the great philosopher Yoda once said, <laughs> there is no try, do or do not. Yeah. And so last couple ones that we kind of mentioned, just make it within your control. Uh, if, if you, you know, if, if there's, you, there's no point in setting a goal that you cannot, influence. If it's a, a goal for your church, I just want my church to be more unified. Well, that, that's, you know, you, you might be able to say, I may, I want to try to, I want to be a peacemaker by doing X, but, uh, but, but be careful. It may be, you know, something that's great to wish for, but, uh, but make it something that is a goal that's within your realm of, of ability to, to make a difference in. And, and then, uh, just the last two, uh, don't be too extreme. I, I, you know, there's no point in saying I want to lose 200 pounds next, uh, next year. You may need to lose 200 pounds, but, uh, you, but that if you get a goal, that's too, too big. Uh, then, you know, if you're three months in and you've only lost one pound and you've got 199 more to go, it's just too easy to get demoralized. Yeah. And so, uh, the thing about annual goals is, you know, it needs to be big enough that it takes a year to accomplish, but don't make it so uh, beyond you that you're very quickly 
just give up and realize it's hopeless. And I would say the the, the same with extremes is don't set it too easy too. So yeah. I mean, January 2nd, you've already accomplished your annual goal. Get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, right. so it's like, do, you know, uh, make it a goal that it's going to take uh, a year. And so that's really the last one is, you know, you know, if it's an annual goal, then, then, you know, realistically count the cost and say, so what is realistic within a year? Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to lose 200 pounds uh, the first week of the new year. Uh, can I, could I lose 30 pounds over the course of a year? Well, yeah, I, I could do that. That, you know, that works out to how many pounds a month I need to have a goal for. Uh, yeah. If I'm going to read, you know, four classic Christian books this year, if over the course of a year, uh, can I wade through some difficult books? Yeah, that means about every quarter, every three months, I need to have knocked off one of these these books. And you sort of break it down to yeah. something that's that's reasonable, it's attainable. I mean, you, you need to strive a bit, impress a bit, but uh, at the same time, think of it in terms of a year and then count the cost, do the math, and, uh, you know, you want to have success with your goals. If, yeah. if you keep on failing year after year to achieve your goals, you're not setting good goals or yeah. uh, you're, you're not specific enough. You're making them too big, not attainable. Um, and so reflect on how successful you've been in setting goals lately. And it might just mean you need to maybe think carefully and pr- prayerfully and set goals that are are, are suited for you that are yeah. that are achievable, that are clear, that are measurable, and uh, that will make you a better person. and uh, And be intentional. Be intentional about the kind of person you're becoming and what you're doing. There's just too much at stake for you just to keep on being the same person you've always been. Well, I think that's a great place to end it, and uh, we'll talk in the new year. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed. It really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.